Abandon all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hi, folks. Old Man Grognard here on a Sunday. Looks like we're going to get some sun. Got some line reading and house cleaning to do, but I'm here with you. I hope you're having a good day. Hope you're doing well. I wanted to talk about something today that, well, I don't know if it's a rant or a talk or what it is, but I was inspired by Eric Tinker's Tavern Chat to talk about this because he gave out the history of creating Swords and Wizardry Light. I like Swords and Wizardry Light. I think it's a great game. I demo it on on a semi-regular basis at game stores and other places around here. And I think it's very useful, versatile, and good for getting people into the hobby. Speaking of getting people into the hobby, now some people, as Eric had mentioned in there, said that it's he's ripping off Swords of Wizardry Complete, cutting into their sales, especially with Continual Light, which only goes up to level 7. And, uh, you know, at first I used to kind of understand that. In fact, that was a question I put. With Swords and Wizardry Continual Light, do you really think that you're cutting into Swords and Wizardry Complete? And I came to the conclusion they weren't. But there are some people out there who thinks that they're dumbing down the game. And how do you, first of all, how do you dumb down a game that's at its heart kind of simple? It really is. Because it comes down to rolling a few dice to find out if you hit something and how hard you hit it and how much damage you do. As as other games go, it is rather simple. Because thinking of its war, I'm thinking of its wargaming roots. I mean, any wargamer could probably find it just so simple it wouldn't be worth their time or something like that. But some people think, oh, you're dumbing down the system. Oh, you're cutting into the, you're rooting the, you're not rooting the OSR. These people are called gatekeepers. And we don't need them. Because their idea is that the OSR is something to be put in a box and put into the on the shelf up in the closet to take out every once in a while and ooh and ah over it with other people who grew up with this. And no, that's not how it works. You got to have people playing it. I have a huge collection of games, game books, and most of them are OSR games, old games like basic D&D, first edition, second edition, things like that, and the clones thereof. But I call it a working collection because you got to play the games. You cannot keep this to yourself. You need new people coming in, preferably younger people. I got my grandson, my older grandson, into gaming, and he enjoys it. He's 15. What a perfect age to be a gamer. You you just you don't know how gratified that makes me to get a young the younger generation into this. It keeps the hobby alive. It keeps any hobby. It keeps anything alive. Like I said, it keeps it alive. My dad, my dad, uh, belonged to a hunting and fishing club in California, and the, it's a it's a rod and gun club that they always. When I was growing up, they would have. People come in all the time to join who shared shared their love of hunting and fishing and other things like that. They have a beautiful clubhouse, nice acreage, and 
own properties out, you know, in the, the high desert where they could go camping and things like that. And that club was thriving. It was thriving then. I'm 61 now. My dad is long gone. And my mom was still involved with the club because they had a ladies auxiliary for a long time. But she doesn't get to do much there anymore because she's 96. But I look, I go back to California and see my mother, see my brother, sister. And I look at the club. She says, oh, you got to come to the club, buddy. She said, can't you make the fish fry or something like that? And I always try to get there. And I've been once or twice down at the club and it is dying. It's dying because no they're not getting any youth in. They're not getting any new people who like to hunt and fish. Now, that may just be California. I don't want to get a whole, you know, a whole political thing about, you know. I mean, yeah, they, the NRA is one of their sponsors. Yes, I took the NRA test myself, but I don't want to get into all that kind of crap. What I'm saying is they're not getting new members, so they're stagnating. I did, uh, I, I, I read a trilogy of plays one time. The te- they called the Texas Trilogy. I performed in one, um, The Oldest Living Graduate. can't remember the author's name, but he also wrote one that took place in the same time period at the same time as this play I was doing, only on another, the other end of it, where the old man was supposed to be going to this meeting of his club, and the other play was called The Last Meeting of the Knights of the White Magnolia. And... It just showed a club. It showed an organization dying. It was dying. And because they had, they had, I think the plot was there was a new guy who came in who ended up like going away, not wanting to join, you know, things like that. But anyway, that's the point. Something like that needs any, anything like any kind of hobby or pastime always needs new blood. I've seen people, new blood come in here. My friend Crispy, who I've done many a podcast with, he he was a young guy. He got into the OSR. He loves it. He's all about I mean, the the OSR and playing Labyrinth Lord or Swords and Wizardry or even the originals or whatever. But he is so into it. And the funny thing is, is that it straddles both. There, there are people a lot of who's got like one foot in both both camps both eras, because I know a lot of people who play OSR stuff, but they also play 5th edition or Pathfinder or something like that. They will play the latest stuff, but they'll also no problem playing the old stuff. So you can you can have it both ways if you want. But these people who just, oh, the OSR should not be desecrated, you know, just keep it to ourselves. And th- that's wrong thinking because that the hobby will die out. It will die out if we keep going that way. If I can introduce old school gaming to another generation, we're good. This thing will thrive. I mean, we've thrived since 75. Hey, that's a good slogan. OSR, thrives since 75. There we go. And I'm, well, probably before that, to 73. But thrives in 75 sound good. So... What I'm saying, you, you know what I'm saying. I mean, we we need the we need more people in here, and there are people that gatekeepers need not apply. There's nobody out there who thinks that they should be the be all and end all of the OSR. The, the be all, the, you know, they should not have the final word. In the OSR. This is a democracy, sort of. 
And so that's pretty much the way I feel. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who maybe agree with me. If you want to agree with me or disagree with me, you can always send me an, uh, a voicemail at Anchor or an email at oldmangrognar@gmail.com. You see where this is going. And we are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you can help support this program, and I'd appreciate that. So, I'm going to go, I've had my say, I'm going to start my day. Boy, I'm full of poetry today. So, until I see you next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.